Welcome to Curious Chimps Podcast. I'm your co-host, Nathaniel Pearl. And I'm Sammy Sheva. And welcome. We here at Curious Chimps are law-abiding citizens. We do not endorse anything illegal. And anything we discuss is for entertainment and not information purposes. We are not experts, and nor do we claim to be. So please, consult the doctors, do your research, read the label, and for the love of all that is holy, be safe. All right, let's talk about drugs. Curious, curious, curious chips. going to be talking about depression and like dark side of, of, of dark corners of the mind and and how to work through that I guess and kind of shit all related to just in the being in the down in the dumps I'm not even going to talk about it like I'm an expert I just well, recently I mean, been depressed and yeah. I f- and like we talked about it you know like yeah. I, I even hesitated talking about it because I wasn't comfortable I'm feeling a bit better now yeah. but I still got a foot in it sort of yeah and I don't think it's about being an expert of, of that topic I don't think anyone really is it's something you experience and you know, people will relate to your story, relate to our story, and whoever's story, and it's just like maybe a spark will come out of it, and they'll get them out of it, or just give them a different direction of thinking. So yeah. you know, it's it's good that it's people are important. able to voice their experience of it more so now than ever. You're hearing more and more stories, even like celebrities are talking about it. Dude, suicide is high, yeah. and it's scary because it's like we give permission to each other mm. on how to live. You know, it's like culture, zeitgeist, uh, memes, whatever you want to call it. But so many people are growing up now and that's like a clear option in their mind. And it's like, come on, man. Yeah. You know, there's this line in uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I fucking love that book. I read it twice back to back, man. It was mm. crazy. Such a good book. The movie's amazing, but the book's better. I hate to say it, but the book is really cool. Anyway, the guy says, like, he, the guy is like kind of crazy, the narrator. I mean, he's like a, he's like schizophrenic or something he's like hallucinating and if you've seen the movie the book is narrated by the big chief so the guy's like mute throughout the whole movie but in the book he's it's all from his perspective and he has this like half like he has this like hallucinatory like spiritual way of seeing everything so it's like a great book and when he when he the the topic of suicide comes up and he says i don't understand why people are so impatient like just you just gotta wait and you're dead anyway, you know, and it's, there's something really morbid about that as a, as like a perspective on, on suicide. Cause he's kind of like a big kid. He's like very strange, but that kind of hit me really well. I don't know why that was like, shit, man, like we're, we're on a ride. We're going there anyway. What's yeah. the fucking, why would you skip? Yeah. Why would you skip to the end? You know, that's, I, that's a tough question though. And you know, it's, it's like, an oversimplification. Yeah. It's like when you play video games and you realize you're not having fun and then you start getting into the story and suddenly the fun, the, the fun starts coming back. You're like just skipping cause you want the gameplay, but then you're robbing yourself of the full experience. Like that's, yeah. it's like a really bare bones analogy. Life is obviously messier than that, but yeah. One of my earlier mushroom trips, I had a, like a, an insight and a vision of, of suicide and the people who've done it. Mm. And it showed me the pain that they're in. It's like they're in such pain that they needed to find an off button to this experience. And it's like... It's an escape. Yeah. And to think of the amount of pain requires to just do that. It was like heartbreaking when I was thinking about it. It was like, fuck. They literally just couldn't do it anymore. Like they gave it all they had and they just couldn't do it anymore. They had to quit and just stop. And like I can't ever imagine actually 
the feeling because I've never been there. Like I've maybe I've thought about it, like I said with that last pod, a few podcasts ago about my mushroom trip. When I thought about not ending my life, but I just thought about like it was like a, a flippantness or a carelessness. Yeah, and I was just like okay, I was kind of content, okay with it for a little bit, and then that ra- that rapidly changed after that trip. But like, that's I where it a, starts, I guess. Like a this feeling of worthlessness. You're like, yeah. oh, I could just fucking die right now, you know. And then it's like, why don't I do it? And know? then whether you start feeding that constantly or you kind of snap out of it at that moment it gets way harder i guess if you don't snap out of it because then you're feeding that demon more maybe a lot of people don't even realize the the initial like i said it's like insidious you know it's like people are just growing up in a world where it's like so many men Hmm. a lot i'm sure a lot of women too but it seems to be in the news that a lot of men are 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 very so it's like the numbers just skyrocketed in the last 20 years or something maybe it's because a lot of men are doing you know they're not challenged lately and there's like a whole topic on that you know and and maybe a lot of it has to do with the army as well and maybe there's just more men in the army than women i don't know the statistics but hmm. it's uh it's fucked up and what's really what's really fucked up too is like um uh i remember someone describing how someone who's like about to commit suicide uh, i'm i don't i don't know i have never went like to the point where i'm like really gonna do it i, I think i got like a little close sometimes because i was just I don't know, I don't want to say cowardly, but like, that's not fair, but like, I, I was really in, lost, I was just in pain, and I didn't know what to do, and and I just like wanted to stop, I just wanted it to stop, you mm. know, but uh, there's this thought that sometimes it's a relief, like, people who are in the midst of, of the act are, are like, happy even, they're like, yay, it's almost over, you know, like, there's some kind of relief, mm. and I, it's it's really it's scary that you have to get really to the edge and even past the edge, you know, and, and almost die. A lot of people almost die. And maybe some subconsciously they, they like, it's like a cry for help, like they call it. And, and that's, that's a, a nice term, I think, because it's, it's like, you know, you might fucking cut yourself or hang yourself or something horrible. And, and it, thank, thank God it doesn't work. But then you, you kind of like, you have this like fear of God in you now. You're kind of like, holy shit, like maybe a bunch of people act on it, react to it or something. Hopefully something changes and, and it starts getting better. Not right away, of course. You mm-hmm. know, your body has a lot of memory, but you you start shifting after that. Like, again, I don't want to oversimplify, but it's almost like you got something out of your system. It's like a last wake up call. Yeah, real, real rock bottom. Yeah. Just can't dig any deeper. Yeah. If you do, you're, you're fucking in the dirt for real. No, no metaphors required. Like that's scary. And that's what, like, that's what broke my heart too. Is like we can use celebrities as an example. It's like when I found out Robin Williams killed himself. Like that fucking hit home hard, man. I think it it shocked the world in a sense. There's a lot of people like that. Like, um, uh, God, I can't remember his name right now. I suck at celebrity names. But the the Lincoln Park guy. Yeah. Well, a lot of people go into conspiracies with that stuff. So I don't want to like talk about it you know like uh, in depth but the fact is like there's a black mirror episode in the new season where it's like a famous person but they have even more problems they're Mm. even more like in chains like you think they're rich and they have a big house and all these things apparently he's been suffering with depression for a long time it wasn't just it wasn't an anomaly it was very robin williams too yeah yeah. it's it's like an ongoing problem and then and then people start posting all these memes where it's like you know the people with the biggest smiles have the biggest like thing to hide kind of thing and 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 then you start looking at people differently and you start realizing that we we put on a face we put on masks a lot like like you, without even realizing it you heard the story the this the sad clown story 
I think he he has multiple names. Terrafini was one of them, but there's like an Italian name they labeled him. And he goes to the doctor and he says to the doctor, Doc, like, uh, I've tried everything. Colors are gray. Um, taste is bland. I have nothing. The flowers are dead to me. Uh, nothing is helping me. I'm in this dark place. I can't figure it out. And he's like going on about it. And the doctor says, he's like, look, I know what, I know what you can do for you. The great Terrafini is in town this weekend. The big clown, big performance. You should go t- get tickets and go watch him and you'll feel better. And he says, but doctor, I am Terrafini. And it's like that story is like, I don't know who started that story and how long it is, how long it's been around, but it's an archetype. And it's it's literally the story of Robin, Robin Williams, of, of I think it's Paul Walker. It's not Paul Walker. That's from, never mind. Paul Walker's from uh, Fast and Furious. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he, the Linkin Park singer. So yeah. he, no, he had a car accident. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Linkin Park, <laughs> um, Anthony Bourdain, it's like... Like from Ordain, the, yeah, from the surface, it looks like a lot of people had drug problems at the beginning, or maybe not even problems, but like you know, I started smoking weed when I was really young. Maybe yeah. I got a little like underdevelopment in some part of my brain, and I'm susceptible. Like it's little things like that, and you don't even know how you're going to be affected. Or yeah, and it's things that are also covering up pain that you never work through. You know, that's it. There's a chicken egg argument. Yeah. You know, like you're so. obviously self-medicating in a sense if you're if you continue, yeah, or unless it's just addictive as well, like cocaine or something or alcohol. And, it, and from the surface, it looks like uh, they're having a great life. You know, Bourdain is also like, when you see a Bourdain story, it's like, fuck, man. Like, what more can you do? You know, this guy had the perfect life from the surface. You know, he traveled the world, had the best food, <coughs> met the ba- best people, had a beautiful wife. He was know? very talented, was very smart. He was fucking training hard, too. He was jiu-jitsu. Uh, That's blue it. Belt. He started jiu-jitsu so late, and it's yeah. like... And he, like All the advice that you hear for depression is like, start exercising, surround yourself with positive people. Like This guy was doing all textbook. It's so funny that you see someone in their later years getting into a new sport, a martial art, a difficult mental and physical game, and that's like that. that seems like a hope. But then in retrospect, now that it's like the deed is done, and he's he's like like killed himself it, it's like even hard to say but like he you know mm. then it then in retrospect it looks like a red flag it's like he's looking for ways to fucking help himself mm. he's just like i need to do something i need to dive in and the, there was a line in uh i think it was get him to the greek or like a, one of those movies there with uh with that that Russell dude there. brown i love him he's great <laughs> yeah um but it, like his wife says you turn everything into heroin mm. it's like he's not on the drug anymore but the drug wasn't the problem wow and yeah. he actually even has a great quote, like I saw recently. I don't know it exactly, but it's like there's no gateway drug. Like, like your upbringing is your gateway drug, mm. and and we can't like attack people for that. We have to give them like uh, compassion and love and and like education. Yeah. And it's crazy that we just like incarcerate people yeah. for for drug use. Yeah, it's like that one I never understood. I th- when I was young, I was like on board, you know, I was like stupid there. But now yeah. I realize it's like these people are desperate to shift their consciousness. Yeah, they're escape. They're trying to escape, and then you put them in a prison. <laughs> you you do the opposite thing they were trying to do. It's yeah. like, and then it's like they're on suicide watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all upside down, <laughs> man. The whole point of prison was supposed to be rehabilitation it's back to society, right? It's punishment, and then rehabilitation is like the concept. I guess. I mean, I see that it's like that in, in some other countries, and it's it's getting better. But yeah. there's a lot you're of you're not rehabilitating if you're you're hooked up on drugs. You get locked up in a fucking cell with with fucking rapists and who knows what, 
and then you come out of it. And, and there's drugs in prisons. Yeah. There's like, you know, that's like a lot of illegal shit's going on inside a prison. Mm. Those guys are there all day, every day. They got nothing else to think about. Like you ever realize how your cat in your house, like knows all the tricks or I get like your dog in your case. Like they, they have nothing else to do, but figure out how to f- do what they want. Yeah. They're just sitting there like thinking and going, okay, how do I do this? How do I do yeah. that? And my dogs figure out how to go into the drawer where the cookies are. And she, she opens <laughs> it up and I see her feasting. I don't even bother her. It's, it's that's a f- funny, stupid <laughs> analogy, like a comparison, but it works. Yeah. It's like my, 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 uh, my dad's always surprised when the cats like get in the, the section with the rooms. Cause it's like a first door to the hallway and then the, all the other rooms, but like they hear him open his door they're waiting for him. Mm. They know he's going to close the door slower or forget to close the door. I don't forget to close the door. No one else forgets to close the door, but he does sometimes. So they know that. Mm. And it's just like, it's just conditioning, which yeah. is back to the point. Like we're just, we're, we're product of our environment, whether we yeah. like it or not. We just get conscious of that, hopefully. And then, you know, hopefully with help as well, but with ourselves, with our knowledge, we start manipulating our environment, which comes back into us. I think that's like... Mm. That there's always that kind of indirect way of helping ourselves. Like yeah. how, like we said on the last podcast, like you can't control your emotions directly, but you can control your breath mm-hmm. and that can feed into your, your mental state. Huge. Yeah, and that's big that you're talking about environment and the condition, the effect it has on you. And I was watching recently a video, this guy was talking about how we've, I think it was a TED talk, I forgot where I was watching it, but he was talking about um, this whole perception of addiction up until now was completely wrong. Was it Dr. Hart there, that dude? No, no. Well, it's like a but popular... It's p- right? probably under the same... They're all c- talking at the same point. But I think it's more just accepted now. I think Dr. Hart was one of the first that was kind of poking at it. But um, he was talking about the lab test to, to see what's an addictive substance. They would give rats the cocaine in the water drip, whatever. Oh, yeah, the whole... Yeah, so it would the be... Rat the rat park versus the, yes. the cage there? Yeah, so yeah. the tests all happen the same way. One rat who's not on drugs, one rat who is in a cage, nothing around them, just that water source. Yeah, they're trying to do like a controlled scientific test, yeah. and it's like, oh, they love cocaine. Cocaine is addictive. It's like, so, but but yeah. of course he's fucking addicted. He's in a cage with no stimulus. They got nothing else to do. So they, they started reenacting the same test, but like adding a bunch of shit. I, I want to meet the scientist who was like, hey, wait a second. Look at the fucking environment. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> how is a, If you have a fucking button, you're in a locked room, and there's one button that makes you feel incredible. doesn't matter what that button does. It can make you feel <laughs> shitty, too. <laughs> you're going to fucking press that button a million times because yeah. you're in a locked room. You're there's just bored. Yeah, it's the thing to do, literally. So it's like it, looking in retrospect, in hindsight, it's like, whoa, it was such an obvious answer. But I guess in the moment, it's like they're rats. They don't, they're not, they're just fucking put them in a cage and do the mm. test. So then when they started putting it in, like, I guess they had a wheel, they had some grass, they had a little bit of like, I think other rats in there. It they was had, like yeah, more they, social they socialize. They had, uh, they started doing they the, different foods, yeah, maybe, or like, they started doing the cocaine, re- like, recreationally every, every now and then. It was like, <laughs> They're like, fuck, you guys chilling? You're chilling? Let's let's go trip yeah. a little bit. They get the cocaine and then they do their shit. A every, few days later, they go again. Like it's... Yeah, that's... It. Every, everyone listening probably just thought of that one friend <laughs> who like does coke on the weekends, but he's actually really successful, you know? Like yeah, that. but you hear those stories. And well, you don't though. That's what's weird. I've heard... But I know some people that just tr- just do coke rec- like once in a blue moon. If that's it, but like maybe it doesn't night. stick in the brain as much because mm-hmm. like you never see that shit on the news. It's yeah. not... It's not like a punchy. But it's maybe not, their environment behind them is good. You know, yeah. and they or maybe just, they just didn't start early. Yeah, you know that's another problem. Yeah. Like I said, there's earlier. so many factors and what, yeah, what yeah. makes you addicted to a substance. We can talk forever. Yeah. But, but the thing is, is like that just shows you how impact 
how much of an impact your environment can have on your mental state. Yeah. And you see people in shitty environments, they'll go to the drugs for to 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 supplement that issue and then eventually the drug's not working as much or it wears off way faster and then they start substancing other things and then it's just like this this fucking spiral effect and then before you know it the drug's not even doing anything at that point it's just literally it's fucking absorbed you and what's sad is that effect i find i'm sure it comes in ways but i find that effect is is with good habits as well you know like eventually you get used to the gym or something you know and then it, it becomes your normal and then you might have reasons to feel shitty in the in the in the day or the week or the month or the year or whatever mm. and and then it's like easy it's easy to feel like you lost your grip on yourself again and it's like oh no i am depressed now like you're owning that that emotion whereas like ramdas or someone would say like you're like the 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 body is experiencing depression and you can you can not a lot of people have access to that observer philosophy, but it's fucking paramount, I think, especially these days for fucking everybody. You know, you need some Sam Harris's out there just telling you like meditation is scientifically proven. It doesn't have to be a spiritual thing. That word is very loaded. It is obviously a very spiritual thing no matter what, mm -hmm. but uh, but it doesn't have to be a religious thing or, or like it's just for everybody. You can you can do that. I've been doing it a lot lately because I've been stressed out the last couple of days. Meditating. Yeah, and mm. sometimes I need to meditate to be back into my body, but then I feel like knots in my body. You know, my fucking, dude, my, my core, my, my diaphragm, my psoas, like all the, these things, I feel them like they're really wound up mm. and it messes with my breathing and it gives me anxiety. Mm. So it's like my anxiety gives me anxiety. So I'm just like, so I, I just, I get like a Swiss ball. I put it next to my couch. So I like my head's not hanging off because it, it's like bad for your neck. And I just, I just like stretch open my, my body. Mm. I'm just like my chest, is, my head's facing, like I'm looking up at the ceiling and I just fucking open up and I stay there for like 20 minutes wow. and it cracks open my, my body and I could breathe so well after. I got that shit from, uh, what's his name there? Uh, Elliot uh, Holtz? Yeah. Holtz? That guy's he had a interesting. He had a very good talk on London Real. I only watch clips, but he says he does something to like shake himself out of the ego daily. Oh yeah. The oh what was it called? Oh man, that was the first video I ever saw of him. Yeah. It was like this nicely edited video and he's like just like he's like shaking and screaming. Yes. Is it does? Yeah. And he's my, crying and stuff. My two and buddies went to one of his talks in Montreal like four, nice. four years ago and he got the whole place to just start chanting getting up and screaming and chanting everyone just like ah, ah and apparently like i wish i was there i regret not being there but they were all like chanting and dancing and just just going fucking crazy and he said like on the count of three i just want you to release whatever comes up just fucking let it out there's no judgment here and everyone was screaming and howling and then after it was like my friend called me like an hour after the event and he sounded like something significantly changed. He was like, mo like everything just flushed through him and he was motivated and pumped. And he said it was like one of the most powerful experiences because yeah. it was collective. Everyone was doing it together. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, we have this pent up energy inside yeah. and it's just like this storage. And sometimes you can release it in training and meditation, yoga, whatever. But when it's there and it's not being dealt with, it's yeah. eating away at you and it's getting fed with more anger and more all this energy is being fed to this demon let's use that word for that for that mm. for that sensation and as that demon grows and grows and grows it can take over you man you know and it's like when you can just release some people just need to scream and they don't know that they need to scream yeah there's a lot of like animalistic like just normal stuff about being a human or i guess like having a human body if you yeah. want to 
talk about it in that observer well, sense. We take ourselves out of the animal kingdom, but we're definitely where yeah, our DNA this, comes from. It. It's this cultural. It's just normal, you know. People aren't screaming on the street or something. I mean, maybe depends where you live, I guess. But like, <laughs> if you're if you're yeah, lucky, you'll hear. Come it. to my area at uh, midnight. That's, it. <laughs> <laughs> that's there's always one guy, but like, <clears throat> I. You, every, the whole time you're talking I'm like oh yeah like the ceremony like I'm just thinking the ayahuasca ceremony like I got out of there feeling like like whatever the depression tank is was empty you know and, and my friends everybody they're like I see you're just more like they would say the word zen or something you know mm. like just like put it in some box but it's like I my body wasn't telling me how to live for, for a little while mm. there was this emptiness <clears throat> a good emptiness like I'm, I, I was I was lighter I was just lighter I tell you a story about the breathwork session. I was with. Uh, well, you weren't there. It was the one I went to before you came, because I did three that summer, and I'm a savage, I guess. But I, I felt like it was really necessary, and it was because it, it's been. Uh, I gotta turn that on every fucking podcast. Yeah, my phone nice goes little, doot, doot. Uh, <laughs> a little hello, <laughs> and yeah. So I did three ceremonies that summer, the past summer, and it just for what I was going through, it it kind of just kickstarted me. And it like it really, I'm, it's put the needle back on the record and it's been spinning ever since, you know, and I, I know how it feels to have the needle on the record now, whereas before I kind of felt lost, you know? Mm. So this, this, this one was, uh, this was intense. And the breath work session is we do the ayahuasca ceremony the first night, the morning after we do breath work and then we do ayahuasca again that night and then the morning after breath work and then we go home. So that's just kind of how the itinerary goes for reference and so day two breath work first of all it was a heavy weekend regardless and day two breath work there was a lot of uh, older gentlemen there there was a guy in his 60s or 70s maybe nice and another dude and looked maybe late 50s early 60s and noticed after day two he was still had a lot of tension inside you know usually by the second day everyone has a big smile on his face on their faces it's kind of like we work through our shit <laughs> And right before breathwork, he didn't have a smile on his face. It was a very, it was he was in a dark place, and he spoke. He spoke to the facilitator, and um, started telling him. I don't know. It was in French. He started telling him something, and then the facilitator tells all of us, "We're gonna do a different style of breathwork first. And he sets up an altar in the middle of the circle. We all sit in a circle, and he's like, "We'll use Jean." I think the guy's name was Jean Philippe. He's like, Jean-Philippe has offered himself. He has a lot of anger inside, and he, he's been trying to release it for years. And uh, if you're all okay with helping him release it, um, let's let's give him our presence. So we obviously, we're all good for that. No one's going to reject. We all want to heal in those circles. And uh, when they laid him down in the middle, and they called four, four of us to hold him down, one on each leg, one on each arm, and... So he's pinned against this like mattress, you know, and he's lying there. And then the facilitators explained to us that um, anger is an emotion too, just like love, just like anything. It's it's a powerful feeling, and we kind of hide anger. We don't accept that it's okay to be angry. Sometimes we kind of mm. we we're taught that anger is something that you should push away and hold back down and keep pushing it down the pipes and hide it deep in the core. You know, like when you're feeling angry, it's not okay. You know, this is not something you should feel. It's impolite or uncool yeah. or something. Yeah. But what is that? Why are we ignoring that? That's something that needs to come out. I, well, side note, I think it's just like a, 
a fear of like a projection fear of like loss of control yeah. because we don't know how to sublimate our emotions in general. Uh, yeah. And there's, there's a lot of that for all of us. And is it the, the right move to push it back in and just hold it and bite your tongue? Maybe in the moment, Apparently but what's not. that doing to you? <laughs> what's that doing to you in, in six, seven months when there's just one fucking thing that just snapped all those six months of suppression uh, and then you just explode. It's bodily stress. It's and fucking we're cancer yeah, or we're a heart problem. Yes. Yeah, and we're seeing that more and more. People just snap out of nowhere. They just lose their shit. You're hearing stories. It's usually people in their 40s. It's been the common story. It's just like, and they sometimes it manifests into like a midlife crisis. Someone just does something manic. Whether it buys yeah, a fucking yeah. crazy car, just does something, and that's how they release it. But other people do something a little bit more terrifying, you know, and either to themselves or others. And it's like, where did this start from? And you have to go back. So anyway, uh, that's what he kind of explained to us. So they started fucking playing some very tribal music, very like drum, heavy drum percussion, rhythmic like pounding sounds, you know, heartbeat style. And he said, whatever happens. He might start screaming, he might cry, he might scream to get out of there, but he's committing himself to 30 minutes, and we all need to commit to him too. So when that started, it was just like heavy percussion. A lot of people were playing instruments, and he w you saw he was squiggling, he was uncomfortable, he didn't like feeling stuck. And they gave me a drum at one point. Uh, Allison gave me a, a fucking drum, and I'm just like, I wanted it too. It was weird. I'm like, I want this. I want to be part of this more. And she gave it to me out of nowhere. So I'm just. Weren't you one of the guys holding him down? At, near the end, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they needed. Yeah. They needed some muscle. Oh, yeah. We'll get. <laughs> okay, to Okay, I see where this is going. <laughs> so I was just fucking smacking that drum, like fucking release it, bro. I'm like, I'm, in my mind, I'm just sending him messages, just release it. I'm hitting the drum hard. I'm like, boom, 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 and the drum beat was just like, boom. And I'm just like adding my own fucking beat to it. <laughs> Syncopations. And then I just started going like, bah, 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 like Let's get jazzy with it. <laughs> so <laughs> we're getting all putting some style into it, you know? That's it. So then this guy, about five minutes in, I don't know what happened to the room, but we all started feeling angry. It was it was weird. It was like it was um This really sounds like an exorcism, I gotta be honest. Like it, like, it might as well you don't even was. need content yeah, yeah it's like then the demon yeah. tried to attack us from the outside view it is a it's an exorcism and you know this is after two days of ayahuasca and, and one day of breathing it's we're all super in tune with emotion with state of mind with feeling and energy so it's like there's equanimity you're, you're feeling yes. it but you're like letting it be and for who, those who've done ayahuasca will will understand this feeling and those who are seeking to to go in it's there's a very big benefit of doing it in a group setting necessary yeah some people prefer to be alone and i i, I see where they're coming from maybe at first necessary yeah. or or like we said in pre in previous podcasts it has its own very powerful benefits mm -hmm. and in my opinion with my one experience uh i feel like it's it was 80 percent of it you yeah. know like ayahuasca was the was the icing yes and it was beautiful but it fuck man I needed the rest of the stuff more yeah. than anything. Yeah. I'm going, I'm looking forward to going back and I'm thinking of the people I met. I'm thinking of the people who run the show. I'm thinking of the environment. The, the, the medicine is really this like peripheral thing mm. that you just have to kind of accept and deal with in the moment. And that's yeah. it. I look at it now as like a spice to the food. That's you know, it, it's yeah. like everything's set up perfectly for you to experience what you need to. And then the medicine is just that extra shove to make you realize what you already have, you know? So, yeah. 
the whole room starts getting hot. I just felt heat. I was sweating. Maybe it's from hitting the drum so intensely. <laughs> and the guy starts screaming. Jean-Philippe starts going, ah, ah, trying to fight off. And like some guy, like uh, Joel like almost got flown off. And Joel <laughs> double downs on his <laughs> left leg or whatever. And you know Joel, he's like the most gentle, gentle man you'll ever he's meet. He's got pipes though. I saw yeah, his arms. So he's just fucking pressing. And he I'm, looks like a farmer, bro. He's got strength. And then, like, uh, Mathieu was like, okay. Like, he signaled to everyone to come close. And this is maybe 15 minutes in. And I'm fucking hitting the drum right next to his ear, just smacking the drum. Jesus Christ. I'm like, fucking let it go. And he's screaming, Sae, Sae, it's, it's enough. It's, he's singing it in French. It's enough. It's enough. I can't. No, I can't. I can't. And we're holding him down. And then I put the drum down because, like, he's fighting everyone at this point. So we all put our bodies on him. Or everyone's holding his, I'm holding his, his uh, right peck down. Like holding tightly and I feel his heart jiu-jitsu bro you yeah. go for the joint right at the connection I'm just holding up like yeah you're not going anywhere <laughs> I got him in full mount or whatever the fuck <laughs> and this man just starts <laughs> I, yeah I, I had a good placement like that's in my it, mind yeah. I'm like you're not going anywhere <laughs> yeah that's it so you but, guys dogpiled him yeah so and then he starts screaming 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 and then I don't know what happened but there was like a wave so, oh yeah, before the whole thing started, he said, usually after anger comes grief, you know? So it's not uncommon that people start crying because they're releasing whatever's stuck. So he's screaming, 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 and just going super intense, man. And I still can vision it like it was like it happened yesterday. And I can imagine. Yeah, it's, this one's going to stick forever, you know? And screaming, crying, screaming, and then he just breaks down. He takes one deep breath. And just like shatters into tears, like like uncontrollable tears. But at the same moment he cried, the whole room cried. I was fucking head on his chest. I wasn't even holding him anymore. I was just my forehead on his chest, like bawling. Like, bro, I've never, like I spoke about my mushroom trip, how I cried at that moment. Mm -hmm. This is it was amplified. I was like pouring tears and I'm just, I'm weeping. I don't even call it crying. I was weeping and then weeping and I look up. <laughs> And I see Bianca, one of my fucking sisters. She's looking at me at the same time we both looked at each other and we're both fucking covered in tears and fucking mucus from our nose and just staring at each other, fucking crying. And that, that picture right there was like, that sticks in my mind more than anything. But it was like, there was pain sh that was shared, you know? And that's what I think could have helped um, Bourdain, what could have helped Robin Williams is when people look at them without the persona that they're a celebrity and just shared their pain for that moment where you can actually connect with someone on a deep level and just work through it together without all the bullshit story you know i think sometimes yeah. because you're such a celebrity because they're such a celebrity they're pushed into a little corner and they're that they've created for themselves and there's no one there to help them out of it and it was like that moment he released whatever he had to release and like we all did it was like an insane emotional ride yeah it's the you know, I, I, I never, I, I kind of just put two and two together recently, like about celebrities, like there's, um, there's an inherent isolation and that's why they hang out with each other because they understand their lives, you know, and like the same level of celebrity, like they mingle, like, like it's, it's, it, yeah. it's the proofs in the pudding. It's interesting to see that. And that's a big part of depression is I think isolation, you know, and people feel like they just can't connect to anyone. Even if you're not famous, like yeah. you're, that, you might just have like a bottle of pills that like, you know, might help. I'm not throwing that shit under the bus, but I'm saying like, you might just have like a, 
you know, you're not talking about it with your family or you don't have like a, let's say like a second surrogate family that you can ex- really express yourself with. Hmm. And, or maybe you, you just don't know how to express yourself. Maybe it's good to do it alone, but you end up just kind of spending an hour or two a week, like talking to a guy about your problems and what, what like I, I've not been to therapy yet and I really want to try it. I really hmm. want to go, especially lately. I think it's going to be awesome. But uh, how many of them are going to tell you, hey man, just scream a lot or like breathe, do this breathing technique. Like it's, <laughs> I I I hope so. Be surprised. I would be. I think my, I would be. One of my one of my good friends. He's been battling depression a long time, and I told him about mushrooms. He's been seeing a psychologist. I told him about mushrooms, and he's like, okay, I'll bring it up to my psychotherapist, my psychologist. And she she's uh, she told him she like you're not there yet. I'll let you know when you're ready to to go into the mushroom route. Perfect. It's, yeah. It's uh, something I think it would really benefit you. And when he told me that, it fucking, um, I want to give that lady a hug. I'm like, yes, you've been there. You know what's up. Like, you know the benefit of this kind of stuff. That, like, when you were saying, uh, like, there's no experts on depression earlier, I kind of thought of that. Like, there are experts, but I would say that they're not unless they've also been depressed. Mm-hmm. Really a true expert. And then on top of that, there's all these, let's say, new old medicines that are resurfacing that need to be explored by these people also you could be a really efficient and productive and effective psychotherapist but a lot of people just don't trust you know the the pharmacy company the 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 pharmaceutical company the the government in general you know and then yeah you if you take some shrooms and you get all freaking creeped out that might be a bad idea so this girl's really smart she's like yes later you know like i'm glad you brought it to my attention like that that person has either a really good education a lot of her own personal education or just a lot of cool personal experience that that yeah. helps her be a better therapist yeah I, I i was thinking i had this weird dream last night actually about being a therapist and crying with my patients and just being and just owning that just feeling it and then them thinking like aren't you supposed to be like kind of like agnostic about the whole thing and it's like no man i'm a fucking human being and you're you're doing better and i feel your pain and and i don't i'll try not to take it home but you know, I'm a therapist who needs therapy. Who cares? Kind of thing. You know, like I'll go talk to somebody too. Hmm. But like you're, this is helping you and, and you're weeping right now and I feel that and that's okay. I'm not just going to sit there and be like better than, you know, like, hmm. and, and I mean, I don't know if that really does apply if you're a therapist, but it was kind of this like shift in perspective for me through a dream of all things, which wow. is cool. Segway. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll hit dreams later. <laughs> <laughs> If at all, fuck, we have like, what, an hour left? Half yeah, hour left? We'll go with that. We'll just see how it goes. It's flowing nice, yeah. man. I like it. But, yeah, man. And, you know, you're talking about going to therapy and it's like these, these ceremonies we go to, like, it's a therapeutic environment, man. And, like, I think for me personally, I found that's my psychotherapy. <laughs> it's like, that's how I fucking, I really get to the bottom of the shit, you know? And that's why I think... For those who are ready, it's it's such a powerful fucking tool that not many people know about, but it's growing quick. You're hearing more and more of this, and it's like, we're talking yeah. about it here, you know? How do you know you're ready, though? Like, what's your opinion on that? Because I really resisted it for a while. You know, I I, I thought I had some kind of call calling mm. that I was waiting for that people talk about. That's the hardest thing is knowing when you're ready, but it's one of those things where you're seeking for it, and then you hear about it from a friend or something, and then it's the op- the opportunities is coming up. Mm-hmm. It's like all those align. That's when you're ready. And then everything after that's your resistance. Like fuck, I don't want to do this anymore. But you've already agreed to saying it at that moment in time. 
And it's like everything after that is just bullshit. You it's fucking like, nailed it, man. Yeah. yeah I th- but, ever yeah. since I heard about it, I was like, I'm doing this eventually. And yeah. and the more it became real, the more I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not hearing no call, you know, like yeah. I'm not getting no signs. That's, it's like, what are you talking about? That's bro? like the kid wiggling around when he's punished. You know, it's like, just like, uh, I just want to fucking, I'm on timeout, but I just want to fucking do something. But it's you the know? guy that you, it's that story you just said. Yeah. It's the, the anger turned into grief. It's yeah. like this resistance turned into this, like, holy crap, I needed this. Like there, yeah. there's this, or, or even before that, it's like this curiosity and this instant like acceptance that I'm going to do this suddenly shifts to this resistance. Mm. There's just this weird kind of, uh, like this weird yeah. story that's, that's told. And it's just like psyche. It's just normal. It's the funniest thing. And the way I look at it too, is the more resist, I forgot who said this, maybe no one, but this is beautiful is the more resistance you have before the trip, the more intense the trip's going to be. You know, it's yeah. like, but the more like fulfilling and rewarding the trip will be as well, because it's like that much resistance is what's been holding you back in everything. You know, it just, it's coming to be exposed right before because it's, you're going to face yourself and you know, it's coming, you know? I think that's where the set and setting is really important also for, for beginners, let's say, because there's this kind of accountability or this inability to hide, like even during the trip, if you got some magical fucking defense mechanism as the epiphany comes you throw it in a box <laughs> you know just oh shit box yeah. oh shit box and then you you you're done and you, you there's no integration there's no like you just kind of feel like you did a thing you know there's a little badge of honor or a little notch in the belt or whatever you want to call it mm. and you and like in my case you might even feel a lot worse after i was talking mm-hmm. to a friend shanti miriam this girl fucking helped me so many of my friends helped me i, c- I couldn't have done it without them mm. but she was she's she said it like oh you're having a little uh post ayahuasca depression you know like it's such a thing it's such a normal thing and it's like yeah i really am and i realized it was just like a a lot a lot i faced a lot instantly and i didn't know what to do with it and my ego was still like just fully charged and and it's been what like three months Hmm. fuck man i just been smoking weed the whole time and like wallowing and a kind of like confusion that turned into depression mm. not not even necessarily any kind of conscious self-pity or anything but it just kind of it just kind of rocked me and and i didn't have the tools like it's amazing the things i don't hear because one of one of my other friends i was speaking to while i was depressed was my friend uh, coco we should have him on too mm. he's insane mm. he's like he's so smart and so awesome and has such a big heart but he like the way he talks is like like Coco, like you know, like Joey yeah. Diaz. Like we, I have my own Coco. I <laughs> have, his name's Conchetio. He's like a, yeah. he's like a, a fucking uh, bro, you know. But, he, <laughs> but he's amazing. And he said, he said, like you know, David Goggins. And I'm like, yeah, of course. And he goes, yeah, man, accountability mirror. And I went, what? I don't know what that is. Hmm. Like, it's like I didn't listen to David Goggins. And he goes, dude, y- what you're doing is beating yourself up for the guilt. Own the guilt look in the mirror and say, yeah, okay, maybe I fucked up. Maybe my environment, this, my, my, my story, that, but you have the responsibility to do that now. But what I was doing, and this is a personal epiphany. It doesn't apply to everybody, but what I was doing was, was living in the past instantly. It's like, oh, I fucked up. Okay. Look in the mirror. Okay. I fucked up. What do you got to do about it now? Mm. Look at that, feel that pain, keep that pain going. Cause a lot of people like me, I'm sure they get like this mild to severe depression and then when it's gone, they're just so relieved. They don't want to think about it. They don't want to address it. But then it's going to come back. A hundred percent it's going to come back. Hmm. Because you fucking, what did you do to, to fix it? You, you just threw it, it in out. the back pocket. It's yeah. done. Thank God it's done. No, it's not. 
nothing changed, man. Your depression's not just magically coming out of nowhere. Mm. Uh, you know, we can argue chemical imbalance, this and that, but that it's a biofeedback thing. Yeah. There's something you can do to help that if that's the case. And if it's not the case, or like maybe it is the case because of the environment so like being so relentless throughout your life. Like mm. it's just the way the brain works. Yeah. It's a regulation system. It's, it's a regulating, self-regulating system. So anyway, I mean, I'm just ranting a bit, but like, it's it's crazy, man. When you're in the spiral, you, you you're you're fucking twisting, and there's a lot of little tricky things. And I just I'm slowly learning about myself for real. Not reading a book or something. It's not detached. It's actually me. What's actually going on in my fucking head? Hmm. And then, and I feel better. Like in terms of my actions, I see myself feeling better. I still feel kind of twisted up. Like I said, my body is still telling me that I'm anxious and stuff like that, but. I'm just addressing it. I'm detaching from the right things and I'm attaching to the guilt. Mm. I used to just go, oh God, the guilt. And then I felt like I had guilt about the guilt or something or like remorse or something and throwing my body, throwing my mind into the past because my body is still in the past with the anxiety. Mm. But it's like the carriage is in front of the horse. I got to bring my mind to the present and work on the future and my body will follow. And fuck, it takes time sometimes, but that's why yoga, meditation and whatever, just stretching, massages, just get the fucking fascia rearranged so yeah. you can chill the fuck out. Cover man. all the bases. Yeah. yeah. Like really cover them all until it's... That, it that might be its own anxiety, but cover yeah. a few of them. Cover yeah. what you can. Yeah. It's yeah. not hard. And yeah. people, you know, people have excuses left and right, man. I didn't want to see a therapist. And then my friend said, go to a clinic and see a social worker. Hmm. You know, they're, they're just, there's almost as good. Maybe you just need to talk to somebody. Or, or you know what? There's even a place I found. They charge you based on your income. It's like, oh. it's like a... It's like a volunteer therapy. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. There's there's ways, man. We yeah. want to hate the government. We want to hate all these things. We want to hate the life, the world, ourselves, whatever. But there's fucking, we have, a, we have people around us that want to help us, even if they don't know us. Mm-hmm. I'm lucky. I got a lot of friends. I, I pointed at you. You're one of them, man. I mm-hmm. got a lot of friends that fucking love me, man. Mm-hmm. And I love them too. And they want to help me. And it, I needed that. I cried, man. I cried so many times in the last like few weeks. One of my friends told me, like, you're a good man. You're a good man. You're a smart person. I love you. You're like, you're just telling me things I needed to hear. And I burst into tears because it's like, I didn't believe it. And someone just reminded me. And, and because it was someone I cared about, someone whose opinion I, I knew I valued, I couldn't reject it. And it's like, it hurt. Hmm. But like, it hurt so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And, you know, sometimes those reminders are just everything you needed to hear you know maybe not in the moment but it's gonna ripple yeah it depends on your level of receptivity but but it's still gonna ripple when you're in those dark states man it's like you're almost turned against yourself for that moment you know and that's tough one to to fucking feel Mm. is when you're just constantly bringing yourself even further down the pit you know yeah it's uh i mean i like i like the word spiral because it's like you're there is always a movement in life. You can't, fu- you can't fuck with that. You just can't. Even if you feel like you're stagnant, it, it there's there's a pace, a beat, whatever you want to call it, hmm. and and it's up or down. You know, if you're if you're if you're like if you think you're stagnant, over time that's not upward movement, and it's technically downward movement. Hmm. It's like it's like relatively downward movement. It, it's and you feel it. It's it feels that way. Yeah. And when you have upward momentum, you feel it. And you, f- you notice maybe that it's a little harder to maintain than the downward moment momentum, you know? Like, yeah. That's just being human, I guess. But it, it's, you can still like, you know, a couple months after being in the gym, it's like, it's like a breeze. You just, it's part of your routine. It's integrated yeah. into you. 
that's yeah. what integration is is like working on something for a period of time and then it becomes like drink like like drinking water i always say that drinking water because it's easy yeah it's just effortless and it's true man it's like 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 we were saying before about these habits and it pushes you into these to these depressions like there are hab there are good habits and bad habits and then i mean if you get into the deeper philosophy of yoga maybe no habit is the best habit but they even address the fact that you're a fucking human being you're a habit machine you're a programming you're you're a programmable monkey yeah thing you know and the way to get out of programming is with intelligent programs you train yourself until you become like hyper aware and even then there's still programs you're just you're just playing with it a little more easily yeah. but you're never escaping it man and you and there's no reason to want to because like we said you're you're going there anyway just just enjoy the ride and if you really can't and you're just lost just just remember someone else's voice stop listening to that fucking fear that's another friend of mine hmm. before it was coco then it was you and then my my friend gina and yeah. now this is my friend johnny he said that fear you think that's you and you start freaking out don't trust that voice yeah. you can you can you can tell what that voice is and I, when he said that i mean you've we've heard that a million times but like it clicked that time and i realized my whole life that i've been identifying with that voice i just thought that was me hmm. i just thought that i was thinking those thoughts and yeah i am but like they're not real yeah no thought is really real it's just like a catalyst to action a catalyst to emotion emotion may even just be the reaction to those actions so it's like this beautiful cycle that feeds back into your thoughts which feeds back into your actions and emotions like it's crazy but he just told me like dude that's not you look at the way you're talking now look at the way you're feeling now mm -hmm. who's you doesn't matter but don't listen to that voice that's that's literally fear like a demon or whatever you want to call it like you don't have to box it off and feel like you're being attacked like a, by a demon like in a victimizing way but you you identify it and then you start ignoring it yeah and they're all around you all these i use the word demon because it's it's easy to visualize it's good you know it works fear but it's a, a facet of you or a facet of humanity yeah. like it's but they're all there in your mind and it's which one's coming forth at which time in your life mm -hmm. you know which one are you feeding more than the others? Yeah, the two wolves thing, man. I yeah. love that. You know, there's just, everyone's got two wolves. And like one of them is fighting for life and awesome. And the other one's just a fuck you machine. Yeah. Just you're a piece of shit machine. And, but they're fighting each other all the time. But you're the one with the food. You're the one controlling which one really gets to live. It's a beautiful image of the picture. It, I, yeah, it is, uh, the food is the attention, I guess. You yeah. know? Your energy. Yeah. What, Same which, difference, which right? You, yeah. Which one are you giving to? And you know, so for we can be giving fear the most food for the longest time, but what's it doing to you? It's destroying you, you know. It's holding you back from what you could be or what you want to be. And that, that that's the step I'm at now. You know, I feel like I learned all this cool stuff about philosophy and yoga, and like it it can backfire a little bit because, like the the next step is equanimity. Doesn't matter if you're happy either. Mm -hmm. You just observe. You yeah. don't get caught in the tornado, and you don't yeah. get identified with the up because then you feel the down like as if it's it's something you have to own as well that brings me to the beautiful story patrice gave us about were you there for that one about the tornado it's like no when, uh, sometimes even an ayahuasca ceremony you can have i can't wait to see him again <laughs> all of them <laughs> if i can blast you off with a rapid oh god yes please <laughs> i'm gonna be like let's go man i'm ready this time <laughs> i'm gonna be so proud of myself like let's go bro big big dose you've been well trained <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> You're going to be next to me and like bigger, <laughs> more, but you're not going to be there. I'm not going to be yeah. there, man. It's yeah. on you, which is nice. 
I'll yeah. just throw him a wink. I'll go, I'm ready, bro. Yeah. Anyway, what were you going to say? Tornado? <laughs> so when, the, like, I actually experienced this on ayahuasca. And you'll probably get it in meditation for those who meditate. It's like you see your thoughts like in a whirlwind and it's just flying by. Good and bad, everything's flying. And he was talking about the tornado is everything is just flying around in a, in a, in a vortex. Oh, I, you, do, I do yeah. remember this, yeah. And if you latch onto anything, you're flying into the tornado and you're spinning around. You're spinning around. And then the calmness is in the, the eye of the storm, the center. And if you can find your center, and that's what we always talk about with Rappi, it brings you to your center. Like, that's the best... Almost forces you. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. want to use that word, yeah. but like, really kicks you into the yeah. center. And like, the best way for people now, I'm going to use that explanation. The center means like you're in the middle of the storm. Like, there's no, you're not affected by any thoughts or anything. You're. It's a perfect grounded. fucking metaphor, man. Yeah, it's, it's really good. I love it, man, and it's so true. It's and now I never thought of it this way. Is I always pictured only grabbing onto a negative thought, it will spin you. But even holding onto positive thoughts will spin you into that because they're all in the whirlwind. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Sometimes you think about it. Sometimes people, they'll refer back to a moment in their life where it was a good times. And they'll use that. like oh, They're kind of living in the past, living in that life. But that doesn't even exist anymore either. And that could be, in a sense, holding them back too. You know, It's and definitely got... It's a trap. Like they're, It could lead to... like Nostalgia could lead to like rumination or regret or just like yearning. Or like, you know, like you're throwing... Like there's all those past words, all those mm-hmm. like you're here here's the power here's the build the future thing that's mm-hmm. that's the present is charged with potential the present really is this future oriented thing yeah. i know they're both kind of bullshit but i feel like that's helping me now is like just admitting that i need to do something now to build something later yeah you know like like there's this kind of melange of of like understanding that today could be your last day and then really doing what you want and letting that fuel like the the quality of of what you're choosing to do but then the quantity is is like the effort you want to put in to get the thing later. Mm-hmm. And it's, it doesn't have to be in a rat race way, but it's like just living up to your view of your potential. Because we, when you, especially when you start these practices, you start knowing things internally. You just start feeling those things, seeing them clearly from the eye of the storm, if you will. And you know if you're not living up to like your potential. You don't have to be a fucking Da Vinci or something, but you you just know you can do better and it's mm-hmm. not that hard for you. Something is just holding you back, some kind of fear. And I'm, I fucking identify with that so hard. It's a good mantra you can give to yourself, too. I got it from Breaking Bad of all fucking places. It's Great just show. Like, you can ask yourself. I think Jesse was talking about um, a moment in his life when he was in, like, in carpenter class. And, like, he made, like, a wood box. And he didn't give a fuck if I was in high school. And then the teacher looked at him and said, uh, is this the best you can do? And, like, that rung with him for years. Like bitch, <laughs> <laughs> just gotta throw a bitch at the end. They're making a movie, by the way. Yeah, I saw. It. I didn't see the trailer, but it's pretty cool. I, I saw like an article. I didn't click on yeah. it either. I want to just see it yeah. fresh. I know I'm gonna love it. Yeah, both and of those guys are incredible actors. <laughs> mm. And that's a mantra I use. I'm like, I I constantly ask myself, is this the best you can do? And it's not. It's not a coming from a place of negativity. It's just uh, you can genuinely ask yourself after doing a task like was that the best I could have done and then the answer is most probably oh I could have done a little bit better I guess it could turn into self-deprecation really easily it could maybe you just shift the words around if it doesn't hit your ear right or something but it it definitely helps in certain moments I'm like fuck okay I could have done a little bit better I was I fully present in what I was doing Mm -hmm. you know it's funny how uh, I I just noticed so clearly in the past like, like in retrospect hindsight 2020 and all that but the fear of failure makes me fail so often 
Yes. And it seems, it's, I know it's cliche, but like I see it now. I see the mechanism. I see how my fear messes with my work. And sometimes you're doing a test. Sometimes you're, you're talking, it's a first impression. Sometimes the moment matters. And the anxiety is just an anticipation. It's just an excitement. It's good. Use it. You know, there's another TED Talk. Like, you know, I know TED Talks are not like, perfectly legitimate all the time they're just mm -hmm. kind of interesting but there's a really good talk this girl says about making stress your friend because stress is kind of like a biological term but we've turned it into this negative thing but anxiety is a restriction it's if you turn the stress into something bad in your mind then your blood vessels literally constrict yeah did you just break your glasses uh, they're <laughs> they're okay they're, they're functional yeah big glasses it happens every now and then <laughs> it's true though yeah. No. Uh, yeah. So you do the if you make it your friend, like she said, uh, she's really smart, and she, I don't remember her name right now. I, I've, but like she has a sister also, and they're like they're like in these psychology or biology fields and stuff. Like you, you can literally have the same energy, and mm. like I said earlier, like sublimate it. Like you just, it's not even sublimate. You just kind of see it in a different perspective, and you push it into this uh, this more positive light, and then suddenly, like in like the Wim Hof science, you know, like yeah. instead of just building up cortisol you have adrenaline now and nice. your blood vessels open up and your fucking pupils dilate and your muscles work better and your brain works better and you're just in it you're like let's go yeah you know power shower like i was saying earlier. i did it make, today yeah make After a fucking my run i but i do katas man and i today i don't have room in my shower to, <laughs> to like really move around i did um 20 minutes i started on cold 20 minutes yeah after my run and it's fucking getting cold now yeah right? it's that's the real cold that we we're talking about we're kind of getting a little cheeks it's, it's not summer. there yet but it's, it's fine it's halfway there i'm it's really training good. wheels man yeah <laughs> but it's definitely colder than than a few weeks ago yeah <laughs> it was nice i wasn't even bothered by it i didn't even do the wim hof breathing i was just in there yes yeah, yeah. it's starting yeah dude come over man that pool's gonna get closed soon and i know you're gonna regret it it's, it's gonna be like 60 now it's so cold I want to ask you these all these thoughts and like these moments of depression that are happening recently. Do you think it's like a mental purge that's coming up because you know ayahuasca is going to coming next month? I think it did end up feeling that way a little at the end. Mm. I feel a little clearer now and kind of acceptant of that part of my my mind space and I feel like I'm going into it more honestly now. But I don't know. I just feel like it's um an awareness of this kind of like demon or series of demons that are that are just a little more glaring now because there's a little less on the top so I can like see through the surface mm. and uh, I just I feel like a lot of it's always been there and uh, and some of it has developed recently but the seed was still the same and it's it's, it's hard to explain I could maybe go into more detail but that's but more they've always been there but I think your awareness is, is showing them more clearly yeah well i mean they haven't always been there that's kind of a misnomer but it's you know something happens when you're young you feel really safe if you know everyone has like loving most people have really loving parents and i, I don't i don't know honestly apparently my my when i was born my umbilical cord was wrapped around my neck mm. i was one of those babies mm. so maybe like being born even if all goes well is very traumatic yes. for a baby but then there's kind of this gift of like not really fully remembering it but you know biologically speaking there has to be some kind of echo my a little cut just to cut you off but it's, it's along done. those lines <laughs> my clients their their daughter was born that way yeah and the osteo told them like they went to go see her with the baby like a few a few weeks later and he said this is going to be a cycle she's going to have fear a lot of fear and you got to keep pushing her to do things that are uncomfortable because she's going to grow up with a lot of fear because of that this trauma there 
And she's kind six of explains now. my personality a little bit. She's six now, and apparently she wakes up crying at night, pretty much almost every night, and she gets scared of things. Stop rubbing your eyes, bro. I hate to be like mom, but like yeah. you shouldn't rub your eyes. Like that yeah. turned so red. Your eyes bloodshot. Really? <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, I got itchy. But yeah. So it's it's interesting. It's like you things you can't even um, control affect you right off the bat. We're thrown into this fucking dimension with so much baggage already, just from the from being born. Yeah. You know what makes me smile though is like um, uh, picturing like like some kind of eternal <clears throat> soul that that is like embodying me before being born, just like picking these things off a menu. <laughs> just like okay like i want i want to be like afraid my whole life like oh okay umbilical cord around the neck yeah yeah okay this guy's looking good like i'm I'm in the top five now like let's take the sammy life <laughs> i picture this as like an elevator you're probably talking to like the, the maintenance guy and he's, he's doing with the list okay okay go okay we got two minutes what else you want anxiety okay we'll put a little bit of anxiety here and i was then, thinking more like sushi like a, like you have a menu and you just like poke the little squares of paper out you're like ooh, like i want this i want this i want this and then before you know it, the elevator door opens and you just shot out. And that's the vagina. That's like the, like there's this bright light and then you forget everything and you're like, <laughs> what the fuck? And it's like, okay, that's an interesting one. It's fun. It's just, it's just like it puts some levity to it. And yeah. then it's, it's these little seeds and things like that, that come into play when you're depressed and you're like, oh yeah, like that. I mean, that was just a humorous kind of take on it. And I, and I, I really hope it's true. I hope there's some kind of cool, like before and after life or whatever, but like it does there's a reason there's a there's a there's a gem there's a diamond in the rough of all of these fucking bullshit moments mm. and it, it it's really fucking buried deep sometimes yeah but but the deeper it's buried the fucking bigger the diamond so to speak you know and and it's it's interesting because we d we don't have the tools when we're younger to understand like the the dynamics of fear and how to navigate all that and life itself like it's crazy paul yeah. selig or his guides anyway if you yeah. want to he always says um like fear fear breeds fear if you make a choice in fear you're going to get more fear and it just kind of sounds true. like a fortune cookie thing but if you think about it and start looking for it in life because yeah, that's the lens it's you're using. really true yeah you're using those lens to make your future decisions it's even simpler than that i think obviously that's true you're you're carrying this like like kind of actionable fear if you will but the like you make a decision in fear even if that decision goes the way you wanted to you're in a situation that is fear-based mm -hmm. like let's say you pick a job out of fear like i like i, I was picking between two jobs recently and like y you you could take a job out of fear and then you're in that job and the whole time you're in that job, you're afraid of losing it because you were, you were like, it's, it's, well, it's just kind of. The premise was fear when you chose it. So then that's, it's like the equation started off fear. It's not going to just disappear. You know, it's going to be part of, it's going to be lingering on throughout all exactly. the process. The, the, the reason the fear was there won't even, won't go away. It's like, if you, if you lose that, that, that bet, let's say, and it might actually be a good thing. Maybe it's like the less of two evils. I don't know. You know, life's life's messy sometimes. But, but you're literally just gonna be like, oh, okay, like the, I got the job, like I got the the thing that I did out of fear, and now there's just like the same reason that you were afraid is is still there. Hmm. It's not rectified because you got the thing you wanted because yeah. you picked it out of fear. Hmm. Oh no, I'm gonna, I can't do what I want to do, or I I can't do. Um, 
you know, I can't pick the other job because there's not enough hours and I don't know how I can't do anything on the side. Like you just, you just start putting yourself in little boxes and cages and it's pretty much intention, right? Your intention and in doing things, you know, is it coming from a place of fear? Or is it coming from love? Is it coming from a good space? You that know? seems so easy to me though. I'm like, <laughs> for sure. Like my perspective kind of governs my, the, the way I see things. Uh, that's yeah. kind of a stupid thing to, to say in a roundabout way. But like I realized, I guess that in a material sense, you're literally just going to get more fear situations. Yeah. You're just going to keep manifest. getting fear situations because you picked something you didn't even want in the first place. Yeah. You just you just said like, oh, I got to do this. Yeah. Like I feel like I have to somehow. And now you're in a have to situation. You're not going to be happy. You're going to keep making decisions like I got to keep this momentum going. I got to get to the end of the, the race or whatever, whatever that, that you know, uh, that totem you put at the at the end of, you know, just out of reach kind of mm. thing. Ah, you're right. It is a it is a perspective because then because <laughs> then you're training yourself to just put something out of reach all the time. You're never appreciating what's in yeah. front of you. Yeah, I guess it's both. They just manifest into the physical in a in a way that I didn't it's, see before. It's a confusing thing to be a human, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I know. But we're all confused. It's, we're I hate Facebook and Instagram and shit. We're all like this. You know, Every single one. If you're listening to this, bit. we're all nuts. Yeah, we're all fucked. Some out people are just better mind. at hiding it. Some people have some shit together. Yeah. Some facets together. They can be the guru. They can show you the way. But in the end, we're all just crazy. We're all just living and dying in about the same time frame. <laughs> Nobody knows any better. Nobody knows what's going on. Science is a desperate religious attempt to understand what's going on, <laughs> and and religion is the same in a sense. But like we're just freaking out to it's, figure shit it's out. Chaos. It's pure chaos, yeah. and it's we're just overgrown children running around, pointing fingers, trying to figure it out, testing yeah. and touching all sorts of things, looking under rocks. And you that's no a symptom clue. of society. Yeah. I think there used to be more <clears throat> initiations, more tribal ident identifying. Like, what's the coming things. of age for us? What decides us from being from child to man? We have nothing. For Jews, we have a bar mitzvah. I, I read a few paragraphs. Jews got so many smart things, man. No, it was terrible, man. I read a I read well, a paragraph from a fucking thing, and I got a lot of money out of it's it. It's a modernization for sure. But, but like, there's you see these initiations in these tribes, and they're putting their hand in the fire ant glove. You've seen that fire ants? Yeah, yeah. yeah like sure. thirteen year olds are putting their hand in this fucking glove filled with fire ants. That'll wake you the fuck bullet up. ants. I think it was sorry. But bullet ants. Bullet right, sorry. And I love the name yeah. Bullet I gotta try this one day I really <laughs> want to Fucking put my hand In that glove I, I kind of want to also Because I feel like I'm really good At managing pain Or just ex or just letting it happen sort of, But like fuck It's man. a sting For about 24 hours I think It's in it's very intense Yeah but they They monitor you Because mm. you You could start getting Like uh like, Reactions like, yeah, like your heart Starts freaking out Or you're having Like a bad breathing Or something You want to do A cambo with me I'm interested. It's like 20 minutes of vomiting, I guess. Yeah, there's um, there's one pretty much every week. I can, I can Are you shitting them. me? I, I've been wanting to go for a while now. The frog poison burn your arm jazz? Yes. That's like pretty much the ultimate yeah, nature vaccine? Like, yeah, so basically, yeah, that's you summed it up pretty nicely. <laughs> <laughs> it's it. It's a, they, they, they put this frog's venom into your fucking, they burn hole and then they put it and they put it in and burn it. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think they Actually. stab you and there's some element of fire involved. There's just little burns. I think it can be a little dangerous though because it is a poison. So I think I, I want to research it a little bit yeah. or just understand like what the counterindications are. Mm. Or and something. that was like the nature's vaccine. That's how they did it. They would they, they cure malaria with that and shit yeah. apparently. You, you drink like two liters of water like moments before. You better. 
Yeah, you and then you nothing just to puke. vomit. Uh, people swell up. They look like they've aged thirty years for like two to two to ten minutes or whatever in that time frame. Oh my god! And you know, what? Oh, there's please. so many videos, man. You can you'll laugh. You see people literally look like an old man for like a brief moment, and oh, just wow. puking and then releasing everything. Just the fate, like the the hungover face. Like yeah, it's like droopy and just yeah. like I hate everything. <laughs> I saw a couple of days ago actually. Ben Greenfield did uh, did a couple. From Cambo. Yeah, oh, and yeah. he talked about like. Uh, you know, puked for like 20 minutes and it's not, it's not a hallucinogenic experience. It's just like a, definitely not a recreation. It's more like either. the Sanaga or whatever there where uh, you're just going through something funky. Uh, yeah. But it's good We've for you. about Sanaga on the podcast. I don't think so, but it's, I mean, Google it, right? It's a tree sap. You yeah. put it in your eyes, it burns, but yeah. it's, uh, I'm sure it's great for your eyes or great for something Apparently, indirect. Yeah. It's, it does huge benefits. I want to order some Sanaga. It's tree bark. It's they lick. They put it into a solute, and I don't know how they fucking did it. Oh, it's like a maybe it is the extracts. Let's say yeah. something like that. Like they yeah, and they put it in your eye, and fucking w- one drop in each eye, or two drops in each eye, and it's one of the worst burns you'll ever feel for about five ten seconds. And it was it, intense. Yeah, you know when you can't control your face and you just close your eyes. Yeah, it's like that for like a minute. And then I was you, just like, hey. <laughs> but it brings up a lot of emotions. Anything that's kind of stored up there is coming out. It's interesting. It, you know what's funny is it kind of like, <clears throat> in retrospect, it kind of like prepared my face muscles for crying. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but like totally true. Like we were saying before, like a, another podcast, like like you smile and you'll feel better kind mm. of thing. It's kind of like forcing you to open that <laughs> that, that gate a little bit. Yeah. It's interesting. The, yeah, but it increases your men, your vision for, for a brief moment, and it's nicely paired with ayahuasca from what I was reading. Apparently it helps with night vision? Yes. I didn't get to really test that out. Hunters, I forgot about they would that. use Sanaga yeah. before a hunt, so they have their, more, their acuity is better. Totally off-topic tangent. Hmm. Apparently you, that you can control your pupil dilation somehow. How so? I don't know. I'm like, this is like when I found out about, I like how you just tried a yeah. little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you saw that? Yeah. You just, Did I do it? <laughs> I, th- I think it's something with breathing or with your gut muscles or something. I don't know. Like I want to Google it and figure it out. It's like when I found out about overtone singing, it's like, mm-hmm. what do you mean a human can sing two tones at the same time? I have to learn this. Like, yeah. I didn't think that was possible. Yeah, you start practicing this and show me. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to. I saw a... I guess it was like a vine or whatever is exists now or like a TikTok yeah. thing or something. But it's like this person just has like a camera in the person's face and they, and there's a light. There's no flash like after to, to trick you. Mm. It's like the lights in her face, her pupils go small and then they just go, they just go big for a second and go back. Wow. And then, and her boyfriend freaked out. Her boyfriend was like, what the fuck? He just starts walking wow. away and she's like, Hey, <laughs> she feels like a freak after. That's interesting. I assume boyfriend. I don't know. It just seems the way they talk to each other. That's crazy. That's interesting. Just random sidebar. Oh, are we out of time? I feel like we're out of time. No, we're good. Um, nice. yeah, the Sanaga, from what I'm reading, it pairs nicely with ayahuasca because it sim- symbolizes opening the the your vision to the to the other side. You know, it's kind of it's a nice little thought beforehand. You know, uh-huh. I wanted to get back to that is because um, I've noticed before ceremony and even months before I like once you agree to going like what day is it is it mid-November in the beginning oh and and then oh so you have some time actually yeah but I'm gonna ignore I know I know it's gonna come up but I'm I'm suddenly gonna be like no I can't <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it, for me it came the, the week before when I first my first ceremony ever 
And I told my buddy, I'm like, I can't do this. It's uh, just, I, I came up with every excuse possible. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got something this weekend. Can't move it around, man. I'm sorry. And they just wrote back. Uh, I forgot what he wrote back. But it's like, shut up, we're going kind of thing? Or? It was more subtle than that. It was like, kind of like when I told you I didn't want to go to the gym. And you're like, well, you can just stay home and, and you oh, deserve okay. this rest. It was a little reverse psychology. Like, yeah, I'm like, well, fuck you, buddy. I'm going to the gym. <laughs> it's kind of like that. And I realized that was my last moment of resistance, you know? That's how I feel now is kind of this like machismo. Like I'm, I said, I'm going, I'm going yeah. and that's just going to get me through the door and that's all I need to do. And then I'm in, I'm in their hands kind of thing. The voice might come in and say like, Oh, what do I need this for? I, you know, I don't need, I figured it out. It's good. I got, I got the answer I needed. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Yeah. I, I had a few of those, those more complicated defense mechanisms. Yeah. Like, like, Oh, I, I did it once already or, or yeah. like, or maybe I need to do other stuff first. But the truth is, it's not going to hurt. It's going to help. I know that it's going to reset a lot of stuff, even if it doesn't do exactly what I want it to. But I honestly also really just feel maybe it's an expectation that's going to get shattered. I'll try to have equanimity, but I feel like now that it's the second time, there's just going to be a more open to the experience and I'm going to get a lot more out of it. Maybe something more specific or maybe just a nice general you know, like just a bodily <laughs> healing, some kind of feeling. It's never what you want it. Yeah, it's not. But, but I know that... I'm going to handle it better when I get out of there this, yeah. this time. I know that I'm going to expect Well, you're, you, the you're given tools, man. You're, yeah. you're given tools that you can reapply, you know, and that's it, man. Like there is a curriculum to ayahuasca. Like the plant has things in store for you. It's not one shop, one stop shop. And you figured it out that one time. And mm -hmm. you're going to see that like the depths of your depth, like how deep you can go into yourself. It's endless. And, there's always new layers to pull through and you're like, oh, fuck, I didn't even know that. And I, when I went three times this summer, the third time was the hardest out of all of them. It was harder than all the ceremonies or any trip I've ever done. It was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. To to like go through or yeah, to, to, to get go there? Through. Like we were talking no, about? No, to go through. Okay, okay. It was destruction. I didn't even know I can go further than that. Where oh, the wow. words like surrender and accept didn't even exist. You were just, you were just, just beaten flying down. through. It's you like, know, you know what I, I'm thinking of right now? That scene from uh, Doctor Strange when she like, it. oh, it's a great movie. Yeah. I mean, as far as Marvel movies go, it's fucking awesome. And like she, she like, like the master lady person like smacks his like spirit, his okay. astral form like out of his body and just takes him on a fucking ride. Wow. Like a fuck, like the coolest visual crazy thing. And she's like talking over it and talking about how like. Like there's a space where like thought and matter meet and all these crazy things. And, like, it's a fucking crazy moment. And like he's falling through space and then like fall like he's like he lands like in his own eyeball and like this huge head version of him and then like oh dude it's fucking so gorgeous. Wherever that you're talking about, that's where I was. Yeah, just just like <laughs> tornado, like, just the, like ten ten times tornado. Like just yeah. ah, ah, yeah. you're just you lose yourself. And like there was nothing that could have helped me through it. Just <laughs> the just, only thing that helped me was just waiting it out, like like accepting that it takes time. And the, but I didn't even know it was accepting while I was in it. It was just fucking destruction. It was like a real washing machine. Yeah. Because like, you feel like you go through the ringer, but like, let's say like that one experience compared to other ones, it's more like a punch in the gut or something. And it's like, it's disruptive and you feel shitty after and you have to, you, you have to kind of figure it out and manage it. And, and, hmm. and there's all this catharsis and stuff. But this time you're talking about like, you really got spun and spun and spun and you just couldn't catch your breath. And then when it's finally done, you're like, ah, what? <laughs> Pretty much. And then moments where I thought it was done and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm getting good. And then nope, smack you Whee! down. Yeah. So they gave me like a round off. Exactly. Like in Dr. Strange, there's literally <laughs> yeah. these, mo these 
these little glimpses of like, oh, and then, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's like comedic almost. Wow. Yeah, man. And so like there's depths to this thing and there's moments where you'll do ayahuasca and you'll be like, I'm, I'm starting to understand it. I'm, I'm, I'm figuring myself out. And it's like that moment when you get your beat down. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect that. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I can't help but expect. So I just kind of accept that. Yeah. But I mean, even, even the little, even you telling me, you know, your ego is going to try to get in the way and try to stop you. That helped me so much. Just this little like experience that you, you lived and you, you shared verbally it just l- helped me catch myself nice. like, i don't even know what's going to help me at this point yeah i just kind of stick and move you know yeah but the, it's very precious though the moments before ceremony like the the month coming up the week coming up because that's where you it's kind of like you're going to war and then you know beforehand that's all you're thinking about is that war month two months behind you're not thinking about it as much but when it starts getting like the timer is really coming down it's like a month three weeks two weeks one week you have nothing left to do but just really think about yourself and be I, introspective but it's funny you say that because i feel exactly <coughs> like that because i i it's what it's like we we're saying like three months of like this kind of lost feeling it turned like morphs into a kind of a like a, it reveals itself as a depression or maybe it just kind of accumulates into a depression because it's like a kind of stagnant like physical the habits or behaviors that I had daily mm. anyway so we could speculate forever but now it's like it got kind of bad and then and then I it, it kind of all reached a, a spearhead with this this like choosing between my current job or this other opportunity and and all this anxiety bubbled up and and like I I asked my family for advice and my brother like laid the truth down and was like dude you're 31 you don't have a lot under your belt you can't make steps behind now whichever one you pick will sell will support you but fucking go a hundred percent you know mm. like and I'm, I'm like you didn't even answer my question you just made it worse you know? like, <laughs> but he but he made it worse yeah. by just telling me the truth mm. that's when you know something's wrong you know so then i went like hard and 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 i just felt really shitty in my body and i like i said i still kind of do there's just kind of like echoes of that and now i feel like i can hit the gym again i feel like i can do some yoga i can i can actually sit and meditate i, I just couldn't before mm. Even if I tried, even if I had the, I mustered the courage, you know, now my perspective's shifted a little, but I'm not forgetting the pain. Like, like that Miriam girl said, mm. she, she told me, you know, don't just escape back into the comfort because you're just going to do the circle again. Yeah. I mean, I met her like four years ago and she, she laid down the truth too. She said, you've been saying the same fucking song for four years, man. Mm. Wake the fuck up. And, and when someone who, you know, loves you says that you're just like, oh crap. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, there's. There's these like, I guess, you know, about two months before, uh, before I hit it and I get to have this prepare for war thing. Like you're saying, I feel that way now because I was looking up, I was almost picturing myself like going there and being all depressed and being like, Hey guys, like, I hope this makes me feel better, but like, I'm just going through the motions. Like maybe they can kind of pick me up and carry me a little bit, but I'm really glad that I can pick myself up now a little bit at least and start getting the, the 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 lead out or whatever you want to say like start moving the machine a little and and hopefully when i get there i'm gonna just feel a bit better i'm gonna feel a bit more like a warrior like i'm a, mm. like i'm ready for anything not ready for anything specific hopefully yeah this is the prep you know and it can come a month before it can come two months before in your case but it, the prep is there and now it's being built so when you do get there you will have fuel and even if you have zero and you go there and you're fucking destroyed already, believe me, it's, that happens. 
who knows what'll happen before then. In a way, I feel a kind of somber vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm just I'm just going there like I feel like it's going to do me so much good and I don't care how I'm going to feel. And there's something kind of like true about that. Mm. You know, like I'm just throwing myself in and I and I'm trusting the the process, which is really easy because I've been there once before and it was so beautiful. Yours is at the end of November. Yeah, I think so. So I think they're a little bit earlier. They don't have a date for it yet, but I think they're gone to Peru for three weeks now. And yeah, so we're gonna have nice podcasts uh, week before, week after, both before and after. You'll hear the tone in my voice. They'll hear the tone in your voice. <laughs> what the fuck came out of it? But the one I'm gonna be doing is really intense. I can't wait to listen to this podcast <laughs> I'm the tone was so different from our usual stuff. Yeah, and uh, and also the no headset thing. <laughs> How do you like it? It ended up being the same. Yeah. 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 It's more, maybe the volume of our voices is not the same. Like, the, I'm sure there's some difference or something. I noticed it gets rid of distractions, though, from outside sounds. Yeah. Like I'm, it, it puts more attention, in, like, to this actual thing, but it, I didn't really notice a difference other than that. But it, I also feel like maybe, are we out? Yeah. Almost, yeah. Got a few minutes. Well, like, I'll tell you after. Hmm. We can save the last five minutes for something useful. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, yeah. That's because I noticed too. When we're talking about preparing for wars. I noticed, like, it's the weirdest thing to explain, but I'm way more observer than feeler now. Ever since this crazy summer of three ceremonies, and then the fucking rapping I've been doing, <laughs> and the DMT. That's uh, I really I didn't do it last night. I wanted to, but I was so tired. Oh, I wanted to ask you on yeah. the podcast. Like, I had yeah. you on the phone, and I'm just like, like you sounded like you had to go, and I was just like, damn it. <laughs> I was I passed out at like ten. I noticed that the running is... Uh, Dude, I passed out I passed out really early last me night. Me too? I started going to bed at 9. I was like so wow. tired. I don't know what's going on. Maybe don't it's just the darkness. Yeah, I think we're adjusting. You know, it's we're, just, we're just getting winter. Canadians go through it all. You know, the four seasons. But I've been noticing as an observer that our things are popping up that haven't been thought of for a while. I'm like, oh, okay. This is like a mental purge happening in prep for this fucking... the ceremony that I'm going to have to go to. Mm. And it's literally... It's like... Your you your mind's doing some work. It's cleaning up. It's opening it's opening files, opening folders and looking and reading everything it has and say, Okay, what do we have to work on almost, you know? And it's literally that and then you corrupt know, files. <laughs> yeah, it's like what can we throw out here? What can we okay? And it's literally cleaning up in prep for ayahuasca. It's like there's a cleanse that you do for the physical body and then there's this the psychological cleanse I think that's working in its own. It's like the psychology behind cramming. You know, like <laughs> Or even uh, more simply, it's like uh, like if you know you have to wake up early tomorrow, you start feeling tired earlier. <laughs> like you yeah. just know something's coming, whether it's fully conscious or not. Like your body hears your mind and and something starts preparing. Yeah. It's interesting. It's weird. And I've noticed this not just with you and me. I've noticed this with the other people I brought to ceremony. It's like... There's an anticipation. It's unavoidable. Yeah, for sure. It's usually about three weeks before, a month before, it's like when it starts ramping up. And the thoughts of how do I get out of this? Yeah, and I've, had, I've <laughs> had talks with my buddy Simon, and yeah. I remember three weeks before, four weeks before, he was like, a f- like on the phone with him for like 20 minutes, and he was like in a dark place. He's mm-hmm. like, I don't think I can go, man. And it's like, I'm like, you said yes. Try to find the Simon that said yes. Why did you say yes? You Forget got a, this person. You got a good way of talking to people, man. You got a good. You're, you're a natural coach. It's uh, good. I wouldn't call myself that, but yeah. Well, uh, you're you you can inspire. Hmm. Maybe we all can, but you you've got yeah. uh, some hours under your belt, I guess. Well, I appreciate that. It's, it's all through experience, man. It's all through going through it myself, and I think that's the way to inspire people. Just 
do what you fucking preach, you know, and, and do it fully. Go where they've been, you know. I think it's important that I had that last trip I told you was brutal at the third ceremony. Mm-hmm. Because I was on like a high horse the past few ceremonies. I'm like, fuck, I got this. And it's like... You think it's just a clear ladder up yeah. kind of thing. And, and it's, like, it's like, nobody, no motherfucker. we go left, right, up, down. Yeah, we're going, we're <laughs> taking all the rungs out and you're <laughs> flying to the bottom again. And that's going to relate with people. Going I, down. You know, how do you relate to people when you're at the top? It doesn't, it's not easy, man. You have to fucking go back in the pits and work your way back up. Have a real story to share. Not just fucking, I'm on a cloud nine floating around and it's all good. Mm. How does someone relate to that? Some people will. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Wherever you are, yeah. you have a range. Yeah. There's whatever above, below you want to try to measure, which I'm sure is very impossible, but <laughs> you, you can communicate with those people. Yeah. Like we talked about the celebrities earlier. There's like a level of status or whatever you want to call it. And you can, you can just communicate with people. You can reach them. Yeah. And I, and I always feel that when I'm listening back to these, mm. I'm, I'm just admiring only when I'm honest, as soon as I start like just riffing or like talking about information and then not remembering a name or something, I'm just like, why are you even doing that? Mm. Just let the heart open and let the mouth like be the mouthpiece. Beautiful. Yeah. And just like that. It's a great ending, man. <laughs> we just did it. We just did it. All right. Peace and love, suckers. Yeah. Till next time. For real, though. <laughs> this is not-